How's it going, everyone? Okay, I'd like to start this episode by saying that I'm currently, like, not in the most ideal position to record the podcast. Let me explain. So basically, I just bought a hard drive to back up all my files onto, and it's literally right next to my mic because I have to keep it plugged into the computer, and I'm, like, transferring all my files over, right? These are all my, like, most precious memories, uh, video files, and I just wanted to have them all in one place. Anyways... But yeah, this hard drive is like really loud and I underestimated how long it'd take to move these files. It says it's going to take like 10 hours, um, (laughs) which is kind of ridiculous. So if you hear any noises in the background, I'd like to apologize. As you are listening to this podcast, if everything goes right, I should be in Hawaii right now, which is wild. I haven't really told many people about it. I mean, I guess I did post on my story saying that I needed a place to stay or was just asking to meet up with people. But there are a few reasons of why I'm in Hawaii. I, I know I know this is kind of like just me rambling on talking about my personal life. Kind of boring stuff. But anyways, it's my podcast and I thought why not share. So I have this friend that I went to high school with. Now granted, we weren't super close. I'll be honest. Like we've probably talked less than 10 times in person, if that. And she's on a gap year as well. And I was like, hey, you're on a gap year. You're living out in Hawaii because she was spending a lot of time in Hawaii. I was like... I want to do that (laughs) because, of course, I'm on a gap year as well. I've been trying to find opportunities to travel. It just so happened she was down, so so I should be at this moment in Hawaii soaking up some rays and stuff. But also, there's another really cool fact about this that ties into everything. As you guys know, I've been running the brand Keep It Wholesome for two years. Clothing brand, accessory brand. I'd be really surprised if some of you guys listening to this podcast have not heard of it or found this podcast somehow from some other source. Um, It's basically what I've been working on, my passion project, my baby for the last two years, keep it wholesome, right? And it just so happens that the person, her name is Amber, that ordered the first ever thing from my website two years ago, we're coming up on the two year anniversary of that release in like 20 days, order number 1001, now Shopify starts from 1000, so that's literally the first order was from Hawaii, and I remember it distinctly because I was so excited about that, and I was like, this is so cool, someone from Hawaii is going to be repping the merch. At the time, I won't lie, it was some like low-quality print-on-demand stuff. It's before I had found like custom manufacturers and worked through that whole process, which is kind of cringe to think about, but the fact that the first ever order was from Hawaii was something that connected in my mind, so I reached out, and I'm actually going to be meeting up with a person who ordered the first ever thing from my website almost two years ago today which is crazy so i'm hoping to make a whole youtube video about my adventure out there um yeah i'm just like really excited about that because i've never met up with someone in our community i've been actually recognized in public one time shout out to owen it was really cool but i've never really actively sought out someone to meet up with and it's really cool because this person has obviously been supporting for two years and to finally meet the person who was a first ever order on the website. It's just such a cool idea. I'm just excited for it, okay? So I'm excited to be in Hawaii, and I'm also excited to meet up with Amber, and she's also bringing one of her friends who has been a longtime supporter as well. So just a really cool experience. I'm excited for it. Nevertheless, I won't lie, guys. Right now, it's around 8.20 p.m., and I told myself I had all day to record this podcast, and I procrastinated. And so here we are, late at night. I'm extremely tired, but we're recording the pod. And that's just that's just what I have to deal with, honestly. I'm going to be gone for a few weeks at the very least, so I think I'm pre-recording a few episodes here. The grind is real. Anyways, today I wanted to talk about inspiration. And more specifically, what inspires me or where I draw inspiration from. 
As a creative person, I've always been interested in like hearing where other people get their inspiration or hearing other people recommend different mediums of art. Like, I won't lie, guys, I am a very hardcore Emma Chamberlain fan, um, and I listen to her podcast, um, the Anything Goes podcast, so good. And some of my favorite episodes by Emma are those where she talks about her creative inspirations, about her business, and just the things that she's doing. So I was like, hey, you know what? I may not be Emma Chamberlain, but I can make an episode similar to that. And if I like that, then maybe you guys will as well. So honestly, a lot of this has changed in the past year, and I've been grateful enough to say that a lot of my biggest inspirations in life are actually friends of mine. I've met up with so many amazing creators this past year, and it's been incredible to be able to collaborate and just talk with them. And there's a specific energy about collaboration, like being in a room with another creative person that you, where you're just bouncing ideas off of each other. You're editing a video, you're making a podcast, you're editing your merch ideas or throwing out things and just talking to another creative person who's doing the similar thing as you is really exciting. So my time in Montana and spending time with people like my friends Max, Ryan, Aiden, Natalie, Tanner, Zach, and my friend Naren, who doesn't even make videos, but he's a pretty creative person. Um, just all these people we met in Montana was amazing. And I've been really trying to meet more creatives online because I've learned that they've all been huge inspirations to me because everyone does their own thing. Everyone has their own little things and styles and the way they edit their videos, the way they color grade. It's tiny things you take inspiration from, even music taste. For example, my friend Ryan really loves Tyler, the creator, and I got introduced to more of who Tyler was and more of his music through him. My friend Max really enjoys this more 8-bit, retro, arcade game type of music and, and more electronic stuff, and I've been introduced to a lot of stuff through him. So they have been, honestly, some of the biggest inspirations in my life, which I've been so grateful to say because those are the people that are very close to me and I look up to a lot at the same time. So it's really cool to have that dynamic. Now, breaking it down, being more general about it, I would say that music has been probably the single biggest inspiration in my creative pursuits over the past few years, um, which isn't very uncommon at all. I think 99% of my fellow friends who make videos or make any type of art online would agree that music is where everything comes from. For example, right now I'm prepping to go on this Hawaii trip and make videos about it. I'm actually sitting here right now, for most of the day I was listening to music and creating a playlist for that video. I don't know what it's going to look like. I haven't even shot a single video for that YouTube video, for that project, for that trip. Yet I already have like a 10 song playlist because I know that there are going to be a lot of ideas that come up from those songs and I know that those are the songs I want to use. And another more personal point is the Keep It Wholesome videos of spoken word stuff that I love doing on TikTok and on Instagram Reels honestly is like 99% the music choice and like 1% what I say because the music is able to tell you things and make you feel things that my words could not tell you and finding pockets within the music to say something have a little phrase or or have a little affirmation in are really 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 exciting and important and yeah music's probably my biggest inspiration Okay, also guys, I just realized, before we get even deeper into this, I forgot to start off this episode with an affirmation, and I told you guys I would do that every single episode. Like I said, I'm a disorganized mess today. 
you get what you get with this podcast, right? Anyways, today's affirmation is actually pretty cool because today's episode is about creativity and inspiration. And I thought this was a really cool affirmation that I wrote up. So here it is. Don't give up on your passions or dreams because in reality, no matter what people tell you, everything you could have ever wanted in your life is just in reach. Imagine if you took a year, 365 days, and didn't care what anyone else thought about you and pursued your dreams. You went full-time, try-hard mode, and worked towards this one thing, like making videos or creating art or building a business. Because I know from personal experience with Keep It Wholesome and everything we've built, all it takes is one year of consistent, hard work to really start seeing change. So think about that. What if you took one year of just pursuing these goals and these dreams and these ambitions? A lot can change in a year, guys. Granted, you have to get very lucky, but don't worry about that right now. Just put in the work and the luck will come. And on that note, let's hop into this week's podcast. We're already like eight minutes in. Don't worry about it. I totally forgot about the affirmation. But let's rewind it back to inspiration. Now, there is a specific tool I wanted to share with you guys that I recently discovered. It's called Last.fm. You can look it up. There's an app. It's not the best, but you can use the web app as well. It's a website, last.fm. I know, guys, I'm late on this. This is like one of the oldest websites in existence for music uh, scrubbing. I think it's really cool. Basically, what it does is it tracks all your listening habits. So I have it connected to my Spotify. It's tracking everything that I've listened to, and you can have it play recommendations. And the recommendations are so good. So as a creative, I know a lot of times it gets hard to find new music, right? I think that is the main struggle that I've had because I literally make one voiceover and post it every single day, pretty much. So I need good music. But using Last.fm, this sounds like a total ad. It's not. Um, I've been able to find a lot of good music. So I've been using that today and for the last few days. But moving on. A lot of the inspiration I take, obviously from music, obviously from my friends, but every once in a while I find a creator that just has it. You know what I mean? Like just whatever they say, whatever art they create just really resonates with me. And there are a few specific creators I want to shout out. First is his name is Miles Carter. He changed his name on YouTube to Siobhan Benjamin. I think that's his actual real name. I'm not sure, but he created this kind of wave of spoken word videos on YouTube like I'd never seen before. You can look him up, Siobhan Benjamin or Miles Carter. I'm sure his videos will still pop up under that name. He created this great genre and this great energy that I've always loved and that inspired Keep It Wholesome to start in the beginning. In the same vein, Montel Fish. Now, Montel Fish is a musician. You probably know him from his TikTok audios like Talk To Me or um, Are You Still In Love, My Darling?, Uh, I'm not sure if that's the actual name of the song, but regardless, you probably know him if you use TikTok. Montel Fish, very talented, amazing artist. He created a lot of spoken word stuff as well, so that's why I started TikTok. I'm just saying this so you guys can kind of see where their creative visions inspired me to create something, and you can kind of see the evolution of that and this ripple effect take place. So I think that's really cool. You guys should check him out. And now there's this new artist that I'm really, really, really a big fan of. And if you know anyone, or if you know me in person, you know that I always recommend her work to anyone. Her name's McKenna Green. Um, I'm kind of obsessed with her creative energy. It's really cool. I would 100% look her up on YouTube if you're listening to this after this podcast episode and watch some of her videos. They are some of the most impactful, powerful, and cinematic videos I've ever seen, unlike anything I've experienced watching art before. So her name is McKenna Green, and uh, it's spelled M-A-K-E-N-N-A-G-R-E-E-N-E. She is amazing, and 
it's rare that I'll like go out of my way to like really promote something, but I've shared each of her videos like five, six, seven times. Like I am a total big fangirl of her work and it's really emotional. It's amazing. And those are some people, some specific notable artists that have directly inspired me that I thought I would share because I want their work to be seen by more people. Wait, quick, quick water break here. It's weird because ever since I started a podcast, okay, this is kind of a tangent, but I never realized how fast your mouth actually gets dry when talking or your throat. And then you get self-conscious. You're like, do I sound weird saying this right now? Should I like re-record it? Yeah, I don't know. That was a random tangent. So if you're going to start a podcast, always have water next to you and some chapstick because you're going to be down bad after recording each episode. One last thing before we enter the questions that you guys submitted, which you had some really uh, exciting questions that you asked, which I'm very, very, very looking forward to talking about. I don't know why I said it like that. Very, very, very. That sounded weird. Uh, Anyways, this is something me and my friends Ryan and Max talked about, but I think they came up with this concept. Honestly, I was just on the back end of this conversation, but they talked about how it's important to not choke the inspiration out of your life as a creative person. What that means is procrastination And taking time off is an important part of the creative process as long as it's intentional. Now, you might be like, Simon, what the heck is intentional procrastination? That's the stupidest thing ever, right? Procrastination is procrastination. What I mean by that is procrastination in the form of watching a YouTube video. Procrastination in terms of watching movies, listening to music. That is really, really, really helpful. Procrastination in terms of drawing something, reading something, even just laying there and going for a walk or looking around you and just having time to yourself in art or just the world in general is so important. Because if you just sit there in your room creating art, if you just go out there and keep grinding out videos, keep grinding out art, writing, whatever it may be in your creative world, you're going to eventually run out of inspiration. So it's important to procrastinate and do it intentionally and take in lots of media, take in lots of movies, read a lot of books, watch new YouTube videos. It's important to do that. That's why today, honestly, I know I spent the whole day procrastinating. I listened to music. I I was playing out. I was playing around with the last FM uh, thing that I signed up for. I was watching a lot of videos from my friend Aiden and I was going to watch a movie, didn't end up happening, but I kind of procrastinated, but in the back of my mind, I was like, this is okay because I'm bringing in new inspiration that's going to help me. And right now, as I'm recording this podcast, I'm like, I'm excited about this podcast episode because I can talk about things because I gave myself that time to intentionally procrastinate. New concept, really love it. So don't be too hard on yourself. There's always a time to grind. And I think at the beginning of your creative journey, you should be grinding a lot, but also understand that you're not going to get anywhere and you're eventually going to burn out really fast if you don't take some time off to consume a lot of media. I currently, right here, right next to me, I have a sticky note and I'm going to read it to you guys. It says media to consume. And these are some like movies I want to watch in the next few days. The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, Beautiful Boy, And I want to read Pachinko and read The Third Door. The last one is kind of more of like a self-help book. It's not really like for inspiration, but you guys get what I'm saying. I'm trying to introduce new elements that can inspire me. So I think you should do that in your creative line of work, whatever it may be. Anyways, water break real quick. And now let's hop into the question. So I gather two DMs from you guys at weekly voice memos on Instagram. We just hit 500 followers trying to go to a thousand. Not that numbers matter, but I think it's really fun to have DM interactions with you guys. And the DMs are slowly starting to fade away because it's like episode five and less people listen to episode five than episode one. So please go follow it. 
All right, I don't know where that came from. Just just something in my throat. Okay, anyways, first question comes in from Nas. Nas? Probably Nas. Um, anyways, they said, your voice is so calming to listen to, heart. Okay, that's very nice. Thank you. Uh, could you talk more about being an overachiever slash never satisfied with uh, once achievements? Probably meant one achievement because the person doesn't feel good enough. Uh, yeah, okay, so... I only pick out questions that I can like personally pull an anecdote from. I don't know if that's the right word. Let me know if anecdotes are not not the right word. Basically questions and experiences that I can talk to you about because I find that I can't talk about things I don't understand, but this one I can definitely understand. Being an overachiever and not being satisfied. I'll tell you two examples. One is in school, which is probably the more typical thing. And the second one is in creative work, like with Keep It Wholesome and creating videos, right? Let's tackle the first one first. It's been a while since I've been in school, but over my high school career, first few years, eighth grade, before that, I've always been an overachiever or someone who's like taken their grades seriously. And for the longest time, I was grilled by my parents, of course, to like succeed in school. And I didn't really understand that up until my junior year, because obviously, like it's a privilege to be in the education system. And although it's not the best, it's the easiest way to have social mobility and you give yourself more opportunities by doing well in school, which basically I I think through like high school or you know, the earlier years, doing well in school is almost directly correlated to how hard you try. But also it's like really hard to understand why you're working on this. That's why it's discouraging because it doesn't make sense because you're not learning anything that you'll apply to real life. But there's a whole thing around that, right? Anyways, that's besides the point. I personally was someone who really tried hard in school. And I think a lot of it was out of fear of disappointing my parents. I I won't lie to you guys. I feel like I don't really have this inherent drive to overachieve all the time. Like if I didn't have that pressure and that push from my parents, I probably would have done way worse in school, right? But I think I've always struggled with not performing and whether that's my standards or someone else's standards, it's that fear of, oh crap, the grade's coming back. Um, I hope I did well on this. If I didn't, it's going to ruin my day. I remember literally like my freshman year, right? Okay, this is freshman year of high school, little little Simon, very shy. I think in my first two years of high school, I was scared of social interaction. Like I wasn't, I wasn't smooth, you know? I, w- I wasn't like able to be thrown in a social interaction. I think that's like puberty or whatnot. But anyways, first year of high school, enter math class, right? I'm taking advanced classes. So I took algebra two my freshman year. I, I think that's what it's called. Yeah, it's been a while. Anyways, walk into that class first test right first test comes back there are two parts to the test i get the grade back in power school that's what we used straight like 50 percent. okay 50 percent, man and i remember this vividly because i was i was down bad dude i was like you know on the verge of tears like talking to my dad about it he seemed disappointed um he's looking down on me like dang dude i thought this kid was good at math like I, i gotta think about how i'm gonna make this kid go to trade school or something because he's not obviously not going to accomplish anything in the academic field with this first test I've ever taken in my first ever math class, which I thought I was good at math. 50% immediately, I go and email the teacher. I could pull this up if I wanted to, but I'm not going to do that because it's probably really cringe. Hey, Mr. Um, let's say Barnes. That's not his real name, but obviously I don't want to use his real name. Hey, Mr. Barnes. Well, I see this. Uh, is there any way I could come into class early and go over answers and whatnot? And the teacher, this man, he's probably laughing at me like, dang, this freshman's really taking the series. He's like, no, don't worry. That was only half of the test. The way that this teacher grades things and where I learned a lot of teachers do this, which is kind of annoying, but it makes sense, is they grade one part of the test and then they put it into their grade book and that updates into my 
power school app so i'm like 50 percent. what the heck he put in the other half which was like the written portion later so i ended up i got like an a in the, on the test right big mood swings everything but here's what i realized that teacher took a liking to me okay he's like dang this kid cares like he said he'd come in early for class to learn about what he did wrong and try to understand this better if you're someone who like works really hard but never feels like they're being fair to themselves or really accepting their own accomplishments or never happy i think over time as you start to develop better interests and different things that you're interested in and really zone in on those and figure out what you're good at that naturally goes away but there's one thing that you can do right now which is to show and this is in the context of school we'll talk about the context of other things uh, after i answer this but in the context of school is to show the teachers and show people around you that you care and try to get help get tutored or or going to school early going to school later put in that effort and i think that's a huge part of why at least i was able to kind of sit with myself there right talking to the teacher there telling him the honest truth that like dang i thought i failed this for the rest of my high school career that teacher really liked me right and i could tell that he would be a little easier on me and if i ever needed help I could ask him and he was very nice about it. And while if I still got a bad grade, I wouldn't feel happy about myself. And if I got like an A, I wouldn't celebrate it like crazy. I would say that developing that relationship made me like treat tests and exams like a game. And this is some advice I also heard from the YouTuber John Fish, a big book Harvard guy, super smart. He's like, you should treat your tests and your school like a game. And, you know, if you don't do well, that's fine. But you're just going to be more determined to do better next time, right? So I don't know if any of that helped. I know I kind of didn't answer the question directly, but it's because I wanted to answer from my own perspective. But if you feel like you can't be happy with your own achievements, I think that comes in time where eventually you're going to figure out what you're actually interested in. For now, develop good relationships with people in school and treat your tests like a game. Plus, honestly, if you're like one of those people, you're already overachieving. So like, don't worry about it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you're one of those people that's that worried, you're going to be working hard and overachieving anyways. Like, that's the only thing that matters. So I could have just summarized it into that one sentence. Anyways, now let's talk about the flip side of this question. I spent a lot of time on that, which is in the creative field. Now, this is something I've gone through more recently, so it's a little more fresh on my mind. But I also just realized this ties in well with the other question. So I'm going to have the other question pulled up here, and we're just going to answer this one, and it will answer the first one in the same way. So the second question is from Becca. Hi, Simon. I've been loving the podcast so far and wanted to contribute so here is a question or topic i'm not really sure at all lately i've been feeling like a failure in just everything i do whether that's with school or creative outlets i just can't seem like to like anything i do do you ever feel like a failure uh and if you do how do you deal with it or overcome it okay so we already covered school so i'm going to go ahead and answer this in the creative aspect i just realized how closely tied these questions were which is kind of interesting but here's the thing as a creator in the beginning And still till now, I've been doing this for like two, three, four, five years making videos. As soon as you hit that upload button, as soon as you finish that art piece, as soon as you finish writing that chapter, you're going to be like, dang, man, that sucked. (laughs) That is just the truth of it, dude. That is what being an artist and a creative is. I can't tell you how much I've dealt with this, posting a video on Instagram, posting a video on TikTok and Just being like, dang, that sucked. Especially with YouTube. YouTube's even worse because you spend like a week slaving away at editing this video, like eight hours a day, and you upload it and you're like, that was cool, but I can't watch it because I cringe every time I watch it because it sucked. But here's something that 
changed my life, I guess. It's this quote by Ira Glass. Now, he's like a podcaster, famous creative. I don't really know Ira Glass's whole story, but there is a specific quote. Um, I don't know. I don't have it memorized or whatnot, but I love it because it, it perfectly matches the situation. Ira Glass says, and you can look this up. It's called Ira Glass the Gap. But basically, if you're a creative person, you get into your creative field because you have good taste, right? If you're interested in writing, you have good taste. You can read a sentence and be like, wow, that was well written, right? If you have good taste in videos, you can watch some videos and be like, wow, that was amazing. I love how they did this. I love the music here. If you're a good artist, you can look at art and be like, wow, that's amazing. You know what you like. You have good taste creatively. That is why you get into it in the first place. You're like, I see that. I want to make something like that. I want to make a piece of art that makes me feel like or makes other people feel like how I felt looking at this, right? Good taste. Now, here's the thing. The issue is your talent level and how well you can create things is going to suck in the beginning. That is just a fact, right? Unless you're some prodigy that came out of the womb with Premiere Pro loaded up or Photoshop loaded up and is just some savant at creating art like Bro, you're going to suck in the beginning. My first videos were like Minecraft Hunger Games videos. They sucked, okay? Like my first, I would say like three, 400 videos sucked on YouTube, TikTok, whatnot. And still to this day, I'm almost at the point where it's like I post something. I'm like, you know what, Simon, you did good. That was, that was decent, right? I'm almost there, but I'm still not there. It's been like six, seven years of creating content, which is kind of scary. Here's the thing, going back to the gap. There will be this gap when you first start a creative endeavor between your taste and your ability. Earlier this year, or let's say two years ago when I started Keep It Wholesome, I could tell you what a good YouTube video was. I could show you a video and be like, wow, that was incredible. The music was good. The visuals were good. This is why it made me feel this way. I want to create something like that. And then I'd launch up my Premiere Pro. I'd go on a walk, record some videos, write something up, and boom, it would suck. Because whatever I created would not match the expectation that I had in my mind because there is a gap between my ability and my taste, okay? That is a fact. And the only way to get that gap closer and closer and closer, which means, let's say, imagine right now, I wish I could have a visual to this. Imagine that there's a bar, right? It's very high up. This is your taste. Down low is your ability, the only way to bring your ability up to your taste and, and what you're capable of or your talent is to create as much as you can. You have to make so many pieces of art, so many videos, so many songs, write so many lines and look back at it and be like, that sucked. Let's go again. You have to do that like thousands of times to eventually be like, hey, that wasn't half bad. And even, I bet even the most successful artists still look at some of their work and like, eh, that wasn't the best. But here's the thing. You have to understand that, know your gap and know what you're working towards. And the biggest thing is to stay consistent. You can't give up on this thing, man. It's discouraging. I know it's really discouraging to post something or create something and immediately be like, oh, what did I spend my whole week doing? Because that sucked. I hate that. But that's because you have good taste, okay? You have great taste and your abilities just aren't there yet. But the only way you're going to be able to get to that point is to keep creating, keep creating, keep creating. And I think that's the hardest part of being a creator is to understand that concept, is to spend a week, spend a month, spend so much time and so many hours into one thing just for it to not perform and you be like, that was bad. The thing is, after you create that, you're going to realize what was a bad what was bad about it and you're going to make something else that's a little bit better. 
but you're still going to look back on it and be like, that's trash. But each time you create something, it's going to be tiny, 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 tiny bit better. And eventually you're going to create something that you're like, you know, that was, that was decent. That wasn't half bad. Disregarding the like savants and, and the people that came out of the womb, like writing poems, right? Disregarding those people. They're just like anomalies. Disregarding that, like you have to put in the hours, like you have to put in a certain amount of work into your creative pursuit to make it work. You have to stay consistent. You have to be bad at something so many times, but keep doing it because you love it so much. So that's all I have to say about that. Like I posted a YouTube video four days ago, spent a few weeks on it. And I didn't like it. I don't like it looking back on it. But I'm certain that the next try will be a little bit better. And the next try will be a little bit better. And the next try will be just a little bit better till eventually they're good enough. And hopefully the world sees that. So I feel like a failure. I do feel like a failure a lot. I felt like a failure after I posted that video. I felt kind of demoralized the first few years of posting videos to my TikTok account even. It's almost like being a creative is forcing yourself to feel like a failure and doing it often, which is not like delightful, but being able to handle that is kind of like the price you have to pay uh, to make this thing a reality. That was kind of negative. I won't lie. Um, that was not the most positive outlook right there. But I mean, that's the truth of it. And that's how I feel. And that's one thing that's kept me going is to just t keep telling yourself, I have good taste in this. I have good taste in this. I understand what a good piece of art is. I understand what a good piece of creative uh, spirit or creative work is. And just trust yourself in that. I've created videos for like literally the longest amount of time and the amount of like pain and struggle that has been there and the amount of learning experiences and the amount of frustration with my own art and creation even to now is huge um but just keep focusing on being better and making that next thing a little bit better even if you're getting demoralized even if you're frustrated with how it's come out and how it, what you're creating isn't up to the standards of what you look after and you know what if you want to be a creative and you want to do it like you're probably going to feel like a failure often but you kind of harden your skin and you, you get tougher skin against that feeling and you just keep going, right? Now it gets a little more complicated when like you're living and the money you make and the food on your plate depends on this. And then you also have to be consistent and then like your self-worth gets tied up in this. These are all things that you don't have to worry about yet, but that will happen too. And that's a totally different conversation. Um, but that's what I would say. As you can tell, I'm very passionate about this because I love seeing people create things. That's like one of the things that makes me the happiest, like seeing people around me create things, people in my own community, like drawings, poetry, anything. It's so energizing. And just that energy is amazing because if I see someone start something, I'm automatically rooting for them because it's the coolest thing ever to have that courage to put your art out into the world, even if you think it's bad, even if you think it sucks, because eventually it's going to be good and eventually people will have to notice. So that's all I'm going to tell you. Anyways, guys, this is the longest episode we've had thus far. It's for good reason. Uh, I think these topics are really valuable. And at least for me, it's good to talk about them because I get to reflect and be like, am I thinking about the gap right now? Am, am I thinking about the work I have to put in? You know, it, it's, it's good to have these conversations. So love you guys. If you're new here every single week, I ask you guys to DM me voice memos, basically like introducing who you are and giving an affirmation to the audience and the people listening. So I'll leave you guys off with a few of those that people have sent in through DM. Again, follow us on Instagram at weekly voice memos. Love you guys. Always keep it wholesome. See you next week. And uh, yeah, bye. Thanks for listening. My name is Earth, and I just wanted to remind you that you are worthy of being loved, cherished, and celebrated. My name's Olivia, and this is a letter to you. To the you that's had a rough week, 
the you that seems to be under constant storm clouds, the you that feels invisible, the you that doesn't know how much longer you can hold on, the you that has lost faith, and the you that always blames yourself for everything that goes wrong. To you. You're incredible and you make this world a little bit more wonderful. You have so much potential and so many things left to do. You have time. Better things are coming your way, so please hang in there. You can do this.